What's going on, ghosts and goblins out there? I hope you all guys all have a good Halloween like I will and eat as much candy as I'm going to. It's my favorite holiday of the year. But don't let your kids eat any of that trick-or-treating candy because, of course, it's laced with PCP and LSD and edible marijuana. So don't do that. But I'll tell you something to do is come see the Bad Christian Podcast and Emery, as well as He Is Legend, Vocal Few, and Tyson Motzenbacher. We're going to be on tour soon. We're going to be on the East Coast. We're going to start in Nashville, and it's coming up very, very soon. I'm going to tell you the dates, and I want you to get your tickets now. Please don't wait till the end. Now's the time to buy your tickets, right now. So that's November 8th in Nashville, the 9th in Greensboro, the 10th in Lynchburg, the 11th in Teaneck, New Jersey, the 13th in Philadelphia, the 14th in Brooklyn, the 15th in Pittsburgh, the 16th in Akron, Ohio, and the 17th, Louisville, Kentucky. We'll see you guys really soon. And by the way, Emery's going to play a bunch of new songs. So if you're interested in our new material and you like it, treat for you. Go to emerymusic.com or bcroadshow.com to get those tickets. And today's show sponsored by Podium. Conversations that start with convenience, end in more sales. So get 10% off your monthly subscription to Podium by visiting podium.com slash badchristian. And also today's show sponsored by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. And right now you can use ZipRecruiter for free by heading to ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my pleasure. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. I said a three, two, one. Let me tell you about that ass. And I'm talking about my own ass in the first 30 seconds of the show. It's the Bad Christian Bucket. Time to get nasty, Toby. Come on, continue it. Well, my question is, ass, is that still a cuss word? No. (laughs) That's not even a cuss word anymore. It just is. Right. all right, ass isn't a cuss word. No, it's very much, subjective. Much I, I, like fuck. There's <laughs> similar to fuck is not a cuss word. Right. Much like did you draw I, those the line two you are want, the but. right, right. Those two. Now I wouldn't say the s word. You wouldn't no. catch me saying the s word. No, but ass and fuck or fuck ass. <laughs> However you want to put them. Clean is the the day I was born. Well, every, I, hey, every now and then you just have to do some fall cleaning of our listeners. Don't you're you? right. You just bust right on. We up have a few conservatives to destroy our. Show. In over time, and you had to yep. thin them out once in a while. We've got that. Yep. And by conservatives, <laughs> well, I mean you know uptight people, not however you're at, what you feel about economic policy. Those, those uh, yeah, that, that, that's what talking. Uh, I mean, talking about conservatives and stuff. That's what what always gets me, and I don't know how to handle it with the uh, people like with our album cover with Emory, which that's coming out very soon. Make sure that the, the pre orders like up, another really? week, yeah, and people still yeah. get it. You can, you yep, can get it now. And what's crazy is the uh, people love this record. It, it is, is that it's that remarkable, crazy? But I, I want to I want to no, talk right, a little Matt. bit. I'm just trying. I'm trying to be humble. <laughs> I knew it'd be amazing. I knew I, I can say the music is it's it's probably gonna be my second favorite al- album of y'all's of all time. But I, I wanted to know 
After was, Walls? That's what people call our first album. Yeah. <laughs> walls. Oh, the album Walls. I love that nah, album. Nah, I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm the bandwagon, the question. Or I guess, is Weeks In most people's Weeks favorite? Is the, no, I don't know. Probably I think Question, question I maybe. Yeah. Probably is the favorite. So I kept up with a lot of the comments on the artwork. I did find it very intriguing. Yep. But one thing that I, I just didn't have the time to look deeper is you guys were being accused by a lot of people by uh they were saying that you shut down anyone who said anything and even kind of insulted them like y'all got a lot of flack yeah. from people saying look it's one thing for y'all to disagree with your fans mm-hmm. it's a whole nother thing to not lend any credibility into mock or I, I i i'm probably putting words into well it's nobody's mouth because i'm not mentioning any names but, but you're also using the type guys- of tone of voice that could only be mocking Right now, <laughs> <laughs> people say stuff like that. You do that, you <laughs> but what? Y'all didn't do that. I didn't think so. I mean, y'all y'all sternly disagreed with everyone, but that doesn't mean that you think everybody else are dummies or anything. Well, well I actually uh, do. Oh. Sorry, I wrote it like this, and I do think everybody's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. So we. We 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 did a lot. Can you turn that off? I tried to. You don't know how to turn off your volume on your iPad. Oh no, I did turn down the volume. Well, I, I just heard your just ESPN <laughs> update. I just heard an ESPN update. Unbelievable. I don't. So know why I'm I did I'm that. trying to find it here on uh, Facebook, like some of the comments. But here's what is frustrating to me. People, you're right. People wrote, "Oh man, th- like how can I?" Why am I obligated to take it seriously when somebody calls in my entire faith in Christ over a picture on an album? You know what I mean? Like, like that, that, but I'm supposed to take that seriously. And when I joke back, when I make a joke or comment back, I'm the bad guy? Like, you seriously have the audacity because of a picture to question if my entire faith. You don't know me at all. You haven't listened to any song since Walls. You have that look and in now, your eye. And, and, now, and, and, that and then you question eye. that, and I have to take it seriously and go, no, no listen, here is why this, this, and that. No, I'm not going to take you seriously because what you're saying is ridiculous. It but, is ridiculous. Okay, now, so, I, also, hold on, let me, let me just say this too. I can't take it seriously because I was that dude. I thought that stuff was dumb. If, if if my fav- one of my favorite bands put a picture uh, like our new album cover out, I probably would have said some of those things. But I wish to God somebody would have made fun of me to where I could at least <laughs> felt like I was like, wait, I hear something different. Like, wh- why in the world would I try to uh, say, no, listen, this is it, it. no that I would have gotten farther faster in life if somebody would have said, listen, this is a crazy thought you're thinking. We're not going to take this seriously because it it shouldn't be taken seriously. That yeah, would have actually helped enough. me. I would have hurt. I would have felt bad. I would have been embarrassed. I would have been mad. All those things. But it would have actually been better. Because if somebody doesn't take you seriously and you don't take yourself seriously, you actually can get somewhere. But once you start taking yourself so seriously that a picture on a, a, a Spotify album where you probably watched way worse on Game of Thrones last week and you're going to lose your shit on, about Emery... I just cannot take you seriously. I will not. And yeah, I made a lot of jokes. And that is the reason why. Because I, <laughs> I want to, I actually respect people enough to go, this is dumb. Nobody respected me enough to do that. They didn't. Nobody yep. ever gave me enough respect to go, hey, what you're saying is silly. Get out of it. And if they did, whenever they Without did, actually trying I to learned actually something. be mean or hurtful. Because you can be right. silly and not do that. And you cannot take a, something dumb, you know, seriously. Right. And it doesn't necessarily equal mocking. I would say, but I've I've rather enjoyed it. I really believe strongly that the uh, 
I'm just so happy about the hive mind in action is the way I feel about it. It's so incredible yeah. that every time I had a good idea, it's like, you know what? I think I've seen somebody else already said it to somebody else. It's amazing. Like the discourse, the yeah. dialogue, all that stuff. People say that kind of stuff's important. It happens. You know, we put through some stuff out there. We made some choices and the other people discussed it and made better points than I could have made or better justifications That's than I true. could. It's great. And some, I mean, it's great. I just love it. I wish I wouldn't have ever written anything. I, I always feel, I, my, my policy is to scroll on by and then well, even of? when I, that's what I'm saying. Even when I make lighthearted jokes that aren't that harsh, people mm -hmm. get super upset with me. So you're so you're saying because my my case would be well at least respect where people are at, and you're saying that's exactly what I did. Yes, yeah. I respected where they're at and didn't want to take it serious. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, like, but that you, no, that, but but of course you can. But do I mean, that. I don't think those people don't respect me. Like, I mean, okay. Regardless of what some you of think those about those people, did not respect y'all. But then some people, they just were uneasy. And oh yeah, I, that's, and we no, no. If somebody's writing us in a real way, of course. There were several people that wrote. Listen, I had a, a. There was a guy that wrote us and said, "Listen, I love your band. I totally okay with whatever y'all do. I have a terrible porn problem, and we, my wife and I, have decided we're just not going to let things like this in our house. But I still support your band. I'm not that guy." is writing a real comment, and it's not an attack on me. Right. He's saying, this is who I am. I respect anybody talking about who they are, but what, what I can't respect is when you just out of nowhere question my entire faith in God. Right. Like, you don't I love me. those. Like, I, I love those. <laughs> I didn't bother me at all. You like it? Well, they don't know what they're talking about. It's hilarious. Uh, no, I, you're right. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me. I found a, a four. I mean, it, it can, but it, I don't. I mean, it doesn't. I, it was, there's a bunch of other forums and groups. There's groups that I'm in oh, really? on the internet <laughs> that don't know I'm in the group. It's like gear Don't talk know you're in and, it. <laughs> you know, other, there's other groups that I'm in, giant Facebook groups, because I think those cultures are interesting, or I consider myself part of them, and I find people in there debating and saying that right. we, you know, we are not a Christian band. We said we're not and all this crazy stuff. It's like, wow. Like, there's people on there said they say on their podcast all the time how they're not Christian anymore. And then other what people like, the they don't say that. And they just go, I just love it. I mean, I love it. Like, you can't. I'm totally a I Christian. Mean, I 100% I, I believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, 100%. I, I say we're a Christian The name band. of our album is Eve, and it's from the <laughs> Bible. All and it's talking about my relationship with biblical themes, and it's a Christian album written by Christians. And you don't like it, and that's okay. I love it. I love you not liking it. Good. It's fun. The, the, I'm having the fun. Funniest thing, the funniest thing to me, I know you can handle it better because you, you have a different brain than me. But Because uh, I take it personally, and you don't take it personally, which is a huge benefit to your life. <laughs> I mean, it makes me so jealous that you can not take things personally and just uh, accept it that way. But I just get so upset when the two most Christian albums we've ever written were the last two. It coincides exactly with Bad Christian, and, and Bad Christian, in case anybody's wondering, isn't just dick and fart jokes. It's us <laughs> allowing and giving people permission to step out a little bit from their conservative blindness, and we're actually doing that with our albums, and we're on a journey. I feel like I'm going after God more than I ever had in a way that is real as right. opposed to not real. I mean, it's so frustrating to me that people just... Matt and I have been talking about this a lot, and I've had this idea. But I mean, hold on. Uh, you have to understand that anybody could. He's like, well, you didn't have to do name. If you don't want to confuse people, why would you name your podcast Bad Christian and say fuck immediately and then put a naked woman on your <laughs> album cover? You chose to do those things. 
provocatively on purpose. Okay, you got we a, chose you've to. got a point. Of course people are not going <laughs> to like it. That's part of the reason we choose to do it. <laughs> on purpose. Right? You're right. I don't think I defend that. I love that. That is exactly what I'm like. That is what right. I want. The conversation that happened is for people to get in there, get confused, fight a little bit, resist it, think a bit about it later. I can handle it. I can handle that it may, you know, I can handle the heat from it. That's that's my job. I like it. I'm a Christian. I, Whatever. Here you we know go. That, that's the thing. Well, I, you know what? Now that you say that, I, I think part of my problem is I see the old Toby and I'm like, man, who did I shut down? Who did I yep. close off? Who did I, I think wrote, was a bad I wrote person? a freaking letter <laughs> to a tooth and nail band. You did? Which band? What do you remember? It was Delta Haymax. And I don't even <laughs> That's old. I don't even boy. think I don't even think they were Christians, but the lead singer and songwriter <laughs> was named Toby. And they put out an EP that I just fell in love. I was like, this is so good. So and, good. and I think it was one of Brandon's non-christian signs uh signees or or whatever yeah and so when they put out a full length i was so excited and i was so pumped and then and you were actually in my dorm room we had only known each other for a few months and you heard the guy you were like man this band's really cool i was like yeah they're on tooth and nail that label i was telling you about and everything oh and, yeah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah. the lyrics he said uh there's a sign and it says stay the hell away from and you were like what did he just say that was on what tooth and nail? did he just say <laughs> And I was like, oh, I mean, he's just he's just quoting the sign. You're like, I don't know, but like you were highly. I believe and, it. And then it kind of planted a seed in my heart. I was like, yeah, it is kind of messed up. I gotta know. I, if I'm gonna keep listening I to this album, to I deserve I've to got know. to know. I demand <laughs> to know. So you have I to wrote explain him. It. Did they write you back? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> Who would take the time to write snail mail back to someone <laughs> well, saying, "Why did you use the word hell?" That's in an a interesting song? point. Thinking about all the people that that talk shit about albums and never got any publicity from it or any able to. I mean, that that's the thing. People can speak directly to me about our album, which I think is overall a good thing. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it just makes me go, "Man, what a a weird gut reaction of something that isn't. It's just not as important as you're making it and that's what I can't believe. How we, how could you spend so much time questioning my faith, this art that I spent a lot of time working on and doing it, and it's how I provide for my family, I, and it's all these things, and you can, in just one comment, just say, this is what it is. I, I again, like, that, that person don't, doesn't know what the songs are. Any, they don't, they, the album's not out. Yeah, but that's, is there, is that's there pretty a guy easy that to understand, did, I think. Just think about how you criticize coaches and sports players where they get doing no, a trade. I get I mean, it. You, you but that doesn't think, make it right. Of course, they have a whole point right. of view, and you don't know shit, but you don't think... You're doing a bad thing when you post in a comment thread. I don't think LeBron James should have gone to the Lakers. What's he doing? He's an idiot. You don't really think bad of yourself for doing that. And of That's course, true. you don't know what you're talking about. That's just normal. Hey, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell you another one. You guys might know who this person is. He was helping or run single-handedly running Made in Mexico uh, the record label. And uh, Morellis. James Morellis. I just did an hour interview with him last week. So oh, nice. I I emailed him back in like 1999 probably and I said, "Hey man, because I was just so bothered. I was like, can you explain what is happening with Dave Bazan?" <laughs> and he responds, he said, "Well, get wow. something along the lines of given your question, I think it's obvious that you are assuming that I believe how you believe, which you should not assume. Yeah. And I immediately responded and said, I'm sorry. You're right. Wow. I mean, it's like I was so proactive with right. figuring out 
what is going on with these bands I'm listening to? Because I've got to know if I'm going to keep listening right. to them. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I think you're right. I want to give people a little bit of that, that. I'm trying to give people slack because I was that person. I get it. I, I understand it, all that stuff. But at the same time, I guess I'm mad at that person I was because it just seems so. Ah, I see. That's fr- maybe seemed, helpful it to seems think so, about. Yeah. It, it you're seemed, mad at so the person frustrating. that you were. That's interesting. Yes. I am because who did I diminish? Who did I hurt? Who did I, I make feel like I'm feeling right now? Ah. Because of something that, that just was a a weaponized tool as opposed to real faith. That's that's a funny concept. Like you could do whatever you want to people that used to be like you, and it's just you being hard on yourself. But, <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you, mister. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> I never even said that's the thing though. I, the stuff that I wrote online was seriously just jokes. I'm just cutting up. I'm, I, it's not that big of a deal. People get so mad at me uh, for just making jokes. And I was trying to find some. I can't even find any online. But the ones that I did were just, it was just saying what they were. I thought what they wrote was so absurd. I wrote something absurd too. <laughs> that's what I did. But and, come on, man. Your, your stature to these people, <laughs> they feel humiliated that Toby Morell of Emory not only disregarded what they said, which honestly, I see y'all's point. That could be very good for them, but I also totally understand how they'd be like, dude, why would you talk to me like that? I'm just <laughs> expressing my opinion. Now, the ones that are assholes and doubt your faith and stuff, sure, they deserve that sort of thing, but people that are trying to open it up a conversation, I could see but, their But opinion. all I'm saying is the things that I said weren't like, you're a fucking idiot. I never <laughs> no, said that. No. I just made a joke back. Well, think about think about it this way. Back. I'm going to give you one more point of view that, Toby, you'll like this one. You'll agree with it immediately. I'm going to say that you should look at it and think of what an unbelievable gift you give to an internet commenter who lobs some generic thing into a billion comments and then the very person that they were talking about directly responds with something that they think right. is even wrong what a gift that is for them to get to go back and respond to you know that feeling if you ever had that feeling right. it's strong you're like ooh, yeah they heard me and i think they might have said something even wronger here we go and that, you know that's yeah. that's that is the electric feeling of our day that everybody is seeking, and you gave it to them as a gift, and I they know. got what they wanted. They wanted you to do something bad. They wanted to say some criticism. They wanted acknowledgement for it, and then the opportunity to double down on that. So what a gift yeah, it about- is. So everybody's welcome. If you like the artwork, great. If you hate the artwork, you're welcome. You've had a great time with it. It is interesting it's been great though, for because everybody. I, I, I think the vast majority of negative criticism are for males i showed priscilla and her first reaction was that is beautiful <laughs> like that's her immediate reaction yeah. jess that was the album same way. Is beautiful yeah <laughs> jess was the same way she was like you know what i don't like she didn't think of it all sexually she thought it was vulnerable uh what, what is like she she immediately went to what is the art here trying to say mm-hmm. i think even reva in a way might have done that too Whereas my, my, I'll even say this, my initial reaction was, uh uh-oh, what's this going to cause? There's a butt and there's a woman without clothing on our album cover. And I do think it's really, I'm just intrigued. First time I saw the picture, I was like, whoa, what is this? And, and so my, a little bit later after that, I was like, that's pretty cool reaction. I don't know if I've ever had that reaction to any Emory artwork ever where I was like, whoa, what is this? Before, I might have been like, oh, that's really cool. I love this artwork or whatever. But to have that reaction was like, whoa. That, that's one of the reasons why we went with it. It actually meant our artwork on our album meant something. 
You had yeah. to wrestle with it. You had to think about it. That's pretty cool. Album artwork doesn't mean that much these days. There's so much everywhere, visual stimulation everywhere for the the fact that this record actually made people have a positive or negative uh, reaction is pretty amazing, right? That means Absolutely. the artwork did what artwork's supposed to do, challenge you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I'll tell you something else. I'm going to take a break here, and I want to tell you about a new sponsor of ours called Podium. Mm. All right. So I want to tell you about Podium. It's a new sponsor, and I think it's really, really great, especially if you have a business yourself. Like, uh, I'll tell you what, maybe home services, professional services, auto shop, medical offices, you know, stuff like that. Now, the problem is people need to find your business. And one of the big parts of that is reviews and ratings. How important are ratings and reviews to your business? Very. But the problem is nobody, it's, you know, it's difficult to get people to leave them. And uh, when they do surveys, they say that most people are are fine with leaving a review. In fact, they want to. It just seems too difficult. Now, that's where Podium comes in. I've been in that situation a million times where somebody said, will you leave us a review? I said, I'll do that. Guess what? I didn't do it. But 90% of consumers prefer messaging and 99% of texts get open. So Podium's going to help you allow people to just interface with your company and get reviews and stuff like that right through text and it will work. Then when they give you the reviews and stuff, you'll have better search optimization. People will find you on Google. They'll become customers, and then them, they too will leave you reviews. So basically, you know, conversations that start with convenience end in more sales. So go to podium.com slash badchristian to get 10% off your monthly subscription. You can meet your customers where their screens are. Think about that. Go to podium.com slash badchristian and get started and save 10%. Well, I'd love to bring something up and kind of put you in your place, Mr. Carter. My place where? On top of a mountain? Oh, no. You know what I mean when I say put your ass in your place. How's that? So we've had this debate before as to whether or not winning the lottery would ruin you. And Toby and I have always taken more of an optimistic route. Mm -hmm. And Matt has always said, it's just, I mean, it's like, it's you could almost prove yeah. the fact, man. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. this is how Matt sounded. You can almost prove yeah, that. Yeah, really, yeah. you can handle that. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't need that. Money. You didn't earn it. You didn't get Man, if I would have been, if I would have gone to Blue Ridge High School, I would have bullied you. you Listen, that, that, like you know that. Damn it! Of course you would have. I would have been. What do you mean? I if you went, you would have liked it. We'd have been friends. What do you even. mean? If you went to Blue Ridge High School, if you went to Greer High School and started a band and a podcast with me, you would bully me. And you, oh, do. yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> hey, so so here, here hold, I on, am. hold on, let me just say that. Well, just like Ooh. we were talking about the artwork before. Yes, this is a quality that I have, and I have always had it. And if people like it, they maybe could adopt it. But yes, I've been made fun of my whole life, and I am an I am promise you, and anybody can back me up on this that's ever known me. I'm equal opportunity. The feeling I have when somebody makes fun of me, and it is funny, is this is funny. I'm, right. I'm, I, it's okay with me if it is funny and everybody's laughing it doesn't really bother me that it's about me I use that to my advantage always have that's what I learned to cope with immediately it's, it's the, as a person yeah. who got made fun of with well it, everybody's laughing this is right funny so here that's I okay. am sitting 
So here I am looking at my phone and I see a, a Time, it's Apple News, it's an article from Time and it says everything you know about the fate of lottery winners is probably wrong according to science. And Uh-oh, the very right. first thought that came to my head was, go to hell, Matt. Yep, Matt, eat it. <laughs> well, this is Time <laughs> Magazine. Okay, go this ahead. is Time Magazine, Matt. <laughs> okay. And Continue. so here, let, let me just read the headlines. They, these are the points that the article wanted to make. People who win big lottery jackpots uh, blow their money in a few years. That's a misconception. Busted. Another misconception is that... Toby, why don't you read them? Because my computer's got too many pop-ups. Um, oh. Let's see here. It said, The study published by the National Bureau of Economic Research examined 3,362 Swedish lottery winners who scored at least $100,000 and surveyed them about their well-being 5 to 22 years after they hit the jackpot. Mm-hmm. Jackpot. The study was conducted in Sweden, and the lottery prizes were not in the high millions, but New York University economics professor and co-author says that he does not believe the results would differ. The prizes for the mega millions are way bigger than anything we studied, so that that could potentially make a difference. We looked at people who won up to $2 million. Um, All right, so basically some some other headlines that are mis... So these represent misconceptions that the the article goes on to say this is not right. Uh, Another one is all that money makes people miserable later in life. People who win the lottery are happier um, every day which uh, you'd have to read more on that one. But basically... People who win the big lottery jackpots blow their money in a few years, that's not necessarily true. So Some do, and that's the ones you hear about. Mm -hmm. You do hear about the ones that blow their money because that's entertaining and you want to hear about that. That is not true. So the the only point that, that I believe this confirms that I've always thought is that if someone is doesn't have a good approach to life, doesn't have a good perspective of life, is ruled by money, and they win the lottery, I I would agree with Matt that a, an unhealthy person winning the lottery is not going to make them a healthy person. But if someone like, I'll say, Matt Carter wins the lottery, I do think there'll be an element of, wow, I can do way more with my life my wife is way happier because there's no limitations on what we can have, what we can provide. I don't, re- I mean, I really do think healthy people getting the lottery are probably going to handle it in a healthy way. Researchers found that lottery winners who won larger sums up of up to $2 million actually, or whatever their amount uh, is over in another country, actually retained their wealth well over a decade after the jackpot winning. I mean, that research data actually showed that most people, even after a decade after winning, retained their wealth. Mm-hmm. We saw that people who won large sums of money were still wealthier 10 years after the fact compared mm-hmm. to people who won small sums of money. Mm-hmm. Also, if you look at things like labor supply, the people who win large sums of money do cut down on work, but it's quite rare for them to quit altogether. Mm-hmm. They cut down mostly in the form of taking longer vacations. Matt, we would like to hear a concession. What would you like me to say? I would, would li- like I would to- like you to say, uh, King Toby and Prince Joey, mm-hmm. you were always right. Uh-huh. I was always wrong, and not just about the lottery. Go ahead. You, King Dong and Doctor Johnson, are, <laughs> are, no, no, I'm not t- are always right. You, and Emperor T Dong's right. got that. You don't met, you don't oh, call sorry. me Dong. That's em- Emperor T Dong. <laughs> I don't I don't that he's the emperor. I don't go there. That dude's amazing. Um, I will take some. I will 
concede that I will not dispute that data. I would. Reva, you recording this? I will. I would not. I, you know, I will not. I will concede that that what the things that that is saying is true. I do not dispute the article. Um, I would rebuttal some to that, mainly on the fact that the things that I have claimed are not really the things that are addressed in there. Uh, and also that, that the headline... Oh, what? Like your claim that the yeah, lottery ruins people? Yeah, the claim that lottery ruins people yeah, that's and is not, not good uh, for look, anybody. I, I, yeah, that not, article wasn't anything about that. That's right. I, you're just wrong this time. I mean, it's just I, okay. true. I, I, no, there, you can't try to... You're trying to weasel right now. No, I mean, I would, give you, I the would give you trying a, to a reasonable so. rebuttal <laughs> to some degree to while seat. conceding that I would take that into account and adjust my point of view. Or, or if you'd rather just have it, you know, black and white we'll just go with you win is that your preference yes okay i think i'm happy with that okay but i don't think it was i don't think he meant it. no he doesn't mean it. he's a lie just... he's lying right now he all you know no i promise you this is exactly what it is he will try to later casually bring <laughs> yeah. up something he casually He'll brings up some you know research what? i i know what y'all said was right but I, I, what you say I, I said i'm sorry whatever but i did there, I did a little bit of research online, and this, this, he's going to do that later. Trust hey, me, what, I know what, how he works. What, I did what does do it mean research, when Matt opens his mouth like, like, like it's it's kind of a smile, and then he opens his mouth really big? It seems like he does that when he's like, "Oh gosh, there's something like coming against me." His mouth goes big. Do you know what I'm talking about? That yeah. look where he goes. He mm-hmm. does, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe I do. But the the bigger thing here is what this. Study is a real study with real data. No doubt, showing you. I don't dispute. Is it. that it, it across the board? It isn't true that if you win money. Now, one thing that I do think is significant here is they definitely talk to people who won a lot of money, but not enough to change their life to where they didn't work anymore. Right. All those things. Now, I will give that caveat. If you win, I, I think whatever the uh, you know it, it gets sometimes now in like three hundred million or a billion dollars. Right, the last there's one, one right it now. It's a billion, and this studies people that make in Sweden adjusted to you know starting at a hundred thousand dollars. So you know there's some difference there. That's true, but I would say your whole take was any lottery amount isn't good for you. Well, right? Yeah, that, it's not that's your take. Okay, th- I d- okay. Well, no, I'm just wrong actually. We'll just go with the wrong part. If you want to talk about it, we can. But yes, there's there's plenty to discuss here versus the extreme versions. It could be interesting, but I will take the, this data and temper my stance. That is true. All right. If you had feelings, I would think we heard them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think there is something here. I, I think what I, I'm saying is it backs up what Joey and I have said. There is a, an amount to win. There is something you can win mm-hmm. that won't be necessarily detrimental to everybody. Sure. It will be to somebody. I, I have to admit that if you if you took 100 people, there's a definite significant percentage it is detrimental to them. It won't help them at all. Same way as you and I know, all of us know, there are friends that we have helped with money or co- co-workers or whatever it might be, and it didn't help them to get something. It never, mm-hmm. it never does. I, I believe that fully. It's better to earn something than to be given it but I don't know if it's always detrimental. I I would say, without any defense of myself, that a careful reading of this article and my previous stances w- will not come out to be as extreme as as you may would like to characterize it. And I will temper my stance. But yes, there he goes. And everybody, hey. listen again. Po- I'm giving politician. I'm giving a great. We'll we'll get to politicians <laughs> next. I will give a great gift to the world. 
I know for sure that me being wrong is one of the greatest gifts I can give to anybody. Oh, God. There, people <laughs> love it. And here you go. Classic here politician. Go. Oh, God. I'm the number one person that people love when he is wrong. You're welcome. I don't think I can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> it drives people I crazy. I take it as a compliment that there's one time I'm wrong and it makes everybody so happy. That You know what that's that true. means to me? That's validating and I appreciate it. You're right. Matt Carter is wrong. Uh, right. This is the one but, uh, we could celebrate. This, Call this it a brilliant. holiday. This, this, that, this is that's brilliant. very nice. Matt I appreciate set, that. Matt is setting up this straw man <laughs> argument kind of here where it's a, it, we're talking about the, the one lottery. time now he's wrong now, and we got to make on. a big deal we were, about it. That's I, That we were, speaks well of me. I'll, I'm wrong. We were talking about the lottery and now what are we talking about? Are we still talking about the lottery? How, how or smart Matt is. <laughs> how cool Matt is to give people what the people want. Yeah. No, and, no. yeah. You're if, just if was, wrong. That's if it. If dumbass no, Matt no, was always like, wrong, no, this no, would not be such no, a big deal now, would it? No, no. People don't care that much about you. You're just wrong this time. You lost. We... Matt, Toby, and Joey beat Matt, and that's just what it is. I know. We were, we it's were right worth making sense. a big deal about. Many, many times. <laughs> no, we're not you making gotta, a big deal. You it's not a give, big deal. No, it's not a big deal. I, I mean, Matt's making a good point. We're making it. We're making an episode off of this. I know. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, fine. the title of this. It. Toby, you you wanted the title to be Matt is wrong. Yeah, right. I did. <laughs> right. How many I episodes do we have? Title. Four hundred and how many episodes did we? Okay, but that Good. is not. But that that's still Matt's changing the argument here and saying something different. It, the argument, the the whole thing here is in this instance about the lottery, uh-huh. you are just disgustingly wrong. Yes, and it's sad. <laughs> Agreed. Conceded. All right. Thank you for recording this, Reba, because I want I. <laughs> I'd like to show this to other people that don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> that That's the way it goes. Now, I will go into something else next, and you I don't know if you'll join me or put the huge brakes on, but for the rest of the episode, I'd like to talk about something that I'm sure will infuriate people, and they will say that I'm 100% <laughs> wrong. And it's one of my other f- favorite pet topics where I'm not the most researched in is yep. just my intuitions that tell me what I believe that seem to go with my principles. So we'll, let me tell you before that about ZipRecruiter, and then we'll try and make everybody angry further. All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so maybe I'm not so smart as I think I am. Maybe I make plenty of mistakes. Um, I, maybe I'm not alone in that, but I'll tell you something that is smart, and that is ZipRecruiter. And there's something that's very important, and that's that you do your hiring smart. Not like me, but like a smart person. So there's, I mean, think about it. There's job sites out there who they've been at it for years, and they have the wrong, dumb approach to send you a billion resumes to sort through. That is not smart, but then there's job sites like Zip Recruiter, who is amazing and sorts the candidates for you, custom picks them out, saves you time and saves you money. And that's going to ziprecruiter.com slash bad Christian. You will hire the right person. Zip Recruiter doesn't depend on the candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's a powerful, it's powerful matching technology scans through thousands of resumes for you, identifies the people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and it actively invites them to apply so you'll get qualified candidates fast. And there's nothing more important than the people that you hire and work with. It's the lifeblood of your business, of course. And that's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. because people get it. They're smart. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. So right now, here's the cool part. Our listeners can get, they can try ZipRecruiter for free. 
at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash BadChristian. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BadChristian. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash BadChristian. It is the smartest way to hire. Okay. Now, I will lead. Okay, I made the mistake the time that Joey and I got into it about teachers and education. And the mistake there may have been that I led with a strong statement. But man, is it so tempting to me to make a, a, you know, bold, obnoxious statement and then see if I can back it up. And so I'm not sure if I want to do that this time or not. So should I just take a softer approach? What do you want to do? Or you want me to step in the shit and go for it? Go hard or go home. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, I'm going to just say right here, don't vote. Who cares? <laughs> don't worry about that voting bullshit. How about that? Now, now I'm trying to dig ourselves out of the hole. I don't know if y'all are going to oppose me or help me. Well, you're not going to have the big argument that you had with the whole education statement. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. I feel the same way. And it, especially in the culture that I work in and serve in and ministry and all that stuff, I, I'm kind of embarrassed. In certain circles, I am embarrassed. Because that is just socially unacceptable, especially in the evangelical circles where, no, it's your responsibility and all that stuff. And my starting point is I wouldn't know who to vote for regardless because I don't know about these candidates. And But then their response would be, well, then it's your mm-hmm. job to be an informed citizen. And I just can't bring myself to care okay. because I don't feel like you have anybody that's really being completely honest i don't care if one person is, you know is pro this or anti that because i've seen politicians my whole life speak on both sides of their mouths i'm freaking confused as anything when i'm watching a political debate and one person says one thing person a says one thing person b says you're lying person b says one thing person a says you're lying i'm like I don't know who's telling the truth. And so for me, it's just a big mess that I don't want any part of, mm-hmm. and I don't care. Now, I did vote in the Trump-Hillary uh, election, and I voted third party. Uh, but I do feel like it was probably a decent amount of pressure for people to say, did you vote? And I'd have to say no. And I've done that before. Oh, I've you voted like, no. because you felt like you needed to I have... I think so. I think it was wow. peer pressure for sure. especially. It, yeah, especially in my pastoral position, like you just you you do that. That's I thought you had more political leanings, and you may oppose me on this too. And I'm gonna I'll try and make it as intelligent of an argument as I can, not just an obnoxious one. But Toby, are you a voter? No, I am not. You never vote. <laughs> uh, I have voted, yes, like once or twice in my life. I, I think the same way is Joey, I always just feel exhausted, mm. and like my vote really doesn't matter because either candidate is almost the same. So what what's the difference in picking one or the other? Like it, it like hmm. e- even right now, like with Trump or Hillary, I I don't know if anyone is making America better or worse or not. Like I don't know. That's the thing. It's it's really it's like it's like gambling. Like I really think Clemson's going to win a game against uh you know Wake Forest or something, but anything can happen, and so it's just it's just gambling at best. Yeah, and at worst, they're they are exactly the same. There's this agenda that has nothing to do with me and just power. So I f- I feel pretty helpless 
with it. And, and hmm. I hate feeling guilted into doing something. So I'm kind of a torn at the moment because I don't want to just sound like three dummies, which we may be. But that's if yeah, we, we are. are. We, yeah. but, that, uh, that ship sailed a long time <laughs> right. ago. But we're we're friends too. Oh no! Wait, wait, same. wait. We, you said three dummies. Reva, did you vote? No. Dumbass. <laughs> okay. Do you does, uh, do you ever vote, Reva? No, I okay. have yet to. Okay, so thanks for being honest there. I guess well, I mean, she t- is nineteen. She's nineteen. So. Right, she's just um, <laughs> the um yeah. the thing she that, can smoke the, and vote yeah. now. The thing that's <laughs> occurring to me in the moment is, first of all, I figured y'all vo- were more voters. Now it's interesting because right. I know y'all pretty well, and I d- didn't know that y'all are really not voting, especially Joey, who's relatively into politics and. He, you know, religion no, and evangelism. It, I mean, well, you you know in a long time. You but you long and your brother and your ago. family have been into presidential elections and followed them closely. And I've heard you talk about it. Two thousand four. Okay. Anyway, long I'm time. mistaken, is what I'm saying. I think that the three of us, four of us, probably mm. represent more people than you would think. So we're just going to talk about it. Uh, and hopefully, not just as dummies, but we're talk about it a little bit. I suspect that there are. A tremendous amount of more people that feel similar to to you guys um, that just don't open their mouths about it. It's, I think there is a real stigma and shame to not voting, and so I do yeah, think is. that my underdog mentality tells me I want I, I'll bring it. You can criticize me; I may be wrong, but let me explore my intuition and try to verbalize it and see is it worth anything to anybody. So I don't actually intend to be that obnoxious, but just try to hold a position that is actually, I think, very cultural, culturally difficult to hold. It's obviously triggering to people to say something like that. It's triggering to not go to one side or the other or either side or no side. It, it clearly makes people angry. Um, but Well, here's what's it, interesting. You know, that's is the way it feels, sitting- and I think it's worth talking about. I'm sitting here thinking through, okay, well, how do I explain that to people? Because I think what I said initially five minutes ago was more of an emotional thing. But I'll give you some logic if you want. So our our country does not even have a balanced budget. And anyone with any sense would say to any American household, hey, you probably shouldn't spend more than what you're making. Our country doesn't, but you say I have a responsibility to vote, and I, I am not an anti-American. I love America. I think America has its problems, and, but I, I mean, call me a patriot for all I care. I respect the military. Mm-hmm. When those planes f- fly across the field at an NFL game, it gets me teary-eyed when I see those World War II vets, but all you are telling me I have sure. a responsibility to vote, and the country can't even have a balanced budget. Like, there's a disconnect there. That doesn't make any sense. Well, we may be in the category of what people would call libertarian, or we may be in the category of what people call disaffected, or we may be in the category of what people call privileged dummies. That's fine. Any of those are fine, but it is what it is. Um, I'll take those shots for sure, because I I understand where people are coming from. I've always just said that I'm politically agnostic, uh, or I think of it in the terms of you can't, I don't know, or I can't know, or I'm conscientiously you know, observing and staying out of it on purpose, which I, I'll try to give you some logic for because I think a lot of the stuff that people feel and, and, and say against this is emotional. But I do think that if you started on the fundamental level of mathematical and statistics, which is a language I like, no, of course your vote doesn't matter. Like, it d- clearly does not. Like, and, uh, and I'll even go so far as to say the higher up federal and presidential elections, even less local 
Seattle government. Okay, yeah. Re- totally more va- more valuable. Probably some stuff to do there. But even still, whatever you care about, voting is about the least significant thing that a person can do. Is is my first premise. Of course, any you know ballot of my vote in my state towards a presidential election is just neither here nor there. Like it's it's. But bl- Matt, Matt. Matt, let's say you're a highly influential person in the world, mm-hmm. and you said what you just said, and you got uh, 12,000 people not to vote. Don't you think that could sway a state? Yeah. That's not voting, though, now, is it? That's persuasion of humans in the real world. So, so you're basically not, reducing still doesn't have anything to do with one... my vote. Okay. I got you. Whether or not I go to the poll, I mean, yeah, maybe I could affect 50,000 people and make them vote a certain way. Well, still, that's different than the vote itself. So I'm just saying on right. the simplest level, the vote doesn't seem to matter whatsoever. Votes don't decide elections. No votes, no elections come down to single votes. If, a, if an election did come down to a single vote, it would not be decided mathematically. It would go to the courts, as we have said right. in close right. elections. So your vote is does not matter if you are a person. You can say, and I will temper that with clearly in aggregate, voting matters sometimes, maybe, but still largely not because it's only in certain places and certain does times. It, that, that does it any of that also, I, I might be jumping ahead here, and if so, you, you can just get it. For, for example, the idea of popular vote versus electoral votes, you yep. know what I mean? Right. Like, like even Hillary won the popular vote, right. and then uh, Al Gore Four. won the popular vote, sure. like, but they did not become presidents because of the way our system in the electoral right. college is set up. Meaning that even if everybody in the country, if more, if majority of people even vote, it still doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily affect the outcome. Yeah, I, I which, think it's just kind of. I really go back and forth on as far as what uh, that'd be an interesting yeah, discussion. But I, I, I am politically agnostic to the degree where I don't participate actively in the political system. I don't participate there. But that's yeah. for more of a principled kind of reasons that maybe will become clear here but i'm uh, you know i do understand that in in mass voting can can matter some but your individual vote not much at all when it comes down to it i believe that one of the most interesting things is with the technology increase and the communication not surprised i'm going a tech angle here with the ability to communicate such as this podcast or even your twitter social media facebook account with our modern communication you wield way more power for change and a single comment you can make in an internet thread than you wield with your vote itself. That just seems kind of yeah. obvious. And so as a form of civic engagement, which is totally acceptable and fine and not absolutely a good thing, I think it's a good thing to be civically active and try to change people's minds and hearts for everything you care about. I am very much in to do that. I, that's why I, one of the reasons I podcast and communicate is for that reason. But I think that, you know, you can say a good point on a, internet thread and it is so much more important than your vote if you care so just in relative terms our ability to communicate we've been empowered with more and more as an individual person in society you have more power than used to be you live on a farm you never talk to anybody and at least you get to send in a vote okay well that's kind of cool but you can do way better than that now so the voting part not so much that's fine. I mean, if you want to go down and vote, okay. But you do have power. It does matter. We see things, even if you care about politics, you have the most political you know, effect in your communications with others and how you demonstrate yourself and how you hold yourself. What are y'all making fun of me for? Moving my hand? No. Y'all are laughing at me. 
No, Joey's phone went off again. Sorry. Oh, Joey's phone went off again. Uh, his he has an iPad and a phone, and it constantly goes off. Unbelievable! <laughs> and this time it was his voice. <laughs> that was the computer. It sounded like you. It um, was nasally. How about this one though? This is what I think is real crazy. Is uh, the I think the focus of voting and politics is uh, is becoming and basically a negative because of I think of it in terms of opportunity cost. Every time you yeah. care about one thing, there's something else you're not doing. And again, I don't think voting's mathematically important. Even political engagement's not really my thing because I don't think that's the best realm to solve problems. And then thirdly, the money that is spent on just voting and campaigns destroys me. Insane. It, it is, is not insanity. It, the uh the the last election, the twenty sixteen election, there's different estimates, but people think we spent about six and a half billion, I think it was New York Times or Washington Post oh, said that. Six point five billion dollars was spent on that last election that was the most biggest circus bullshit thing. Lord. And you know, that that's that should be devastating to anybody because again, what does it even matter who wins? Now I know that upsets right. some people that think that we're in a whatever whatever people think now but most people i don't know it's uh i don't think that's the best use of six and a half billion dollars and i think it concerns me even more when you think of this actually concerns me much more than that huge waste of money that could be really good stuff could be done with by individuals and companies mainly companies in fact but the amount of attention by regular civilian people spent following that garbage entertainment tailored to them of just yep. sales and just marketing down the toilet is so offensive. The attention's worth more than the money. It's not the money is horrific that that we all pay that much attention to it is even worse. What if think of all the minutes of people thinking about who wins this, who gets this vote, who does this, what is this thing? Who said what? Like that political sport that we've all been lowered to to paying attention to. The amount of attention of in human humans are so smart and and capable and able to change things. And this is a big cancel itself out and spend everybody's time and money on it in an increasing way. I I, I can't see any moral reason not to oppose such a thing. It's just seems to be obviously wrong to pay attention to from my point of view. All right, folks. Uh, I have always felt really not that much better looking in suits that I bought off the rack. I can remember, uh, I bought my first suit because I had to go to court for driving, uh, under the age with alcohol in the car. Now I wasn't the bottle wasn't even open, but I was only 18 <laughs> and I had to buy a suit to face the judge and I looked like a fool. It was crazy. Where was Indochino? I've lived long enough now to see the most amazing suit be made perfectly for me, custom made for me, uh, because that is what Indochino does. It is such a good company and, and an even better suit. I mean, it's just unbelievable. They have a huge variety of fabrics, colors, patterns, and that's what helps make Indochino so stylish. Plus, uh, there's no longer any excuse for wearing an ill-fitting suit. That's the what I'm saying. I, I used to uh, have excuses. Well, it was this. It was cheaper. It was this. No, Indochino gets rid of all that. It's an unbelievably affordable, amazing, customized suit. And you get to decide it all on your own. It's crazy. Indochino is the North America's leading made measure measure 
uh, made to measure menswear, and that's what they do. You go to their website, you pick out your suit. You, it's really, it's kind of fun. You just do all your measurements. You get your suit custom made, however you want, and then it comes right to your door. I'm serious. I love their suits. They look great. I look great. At the last BC Con, uh, I wore my suit, and I felt like, hey, I look pretty cool. <laughs> So here's what I want you to do. Visit a stylist at our showroom. Uh, you can do this. You can visit a stylist at, at one of the showrooms and have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino. That's all you got to do. I, I went online. It, easy, fun. They have all these cool videos that show you exactly how to get your measurements. Uh, you can choose your fabric inside and out. Uh, choose your design customization. Submit your measurements with your choices. Uh, relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, seriously, just watch all the compliments roll in, folks. November is Black Friday season, meaning that 2018's lowest price is up to 70% off of everything right now. The the theme is all about stepping out from backstage, make an entrance, take center stage, your biggest moment, your grand finale, whatever it might be, wear a suit. It's going to make you look better, feel better, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, this week, all of our listeners uh, can avail of Black Friday pricing by using Bad Christian at the checkout. That means avail is a big word. Some of y'all might not know it. You can use it. Use the bad Christian code, bad Christian. That's 70% off of the regular price for made to measure suits. Please hear me too. Free shipping? I'm, I'm not joking. That's Indochino.com, promo code bad Christian for 70% off. That is just a staggering number. I, I, I don't, I can't get past that. I, I looked it up to make sure you're right. The final price tag for the 2016 election is in $6.5 billion. Now, to, to what? A break even? To, to what? No, we're, to cancel each other out? I mean, we're, we're talking commercials and travel and uh, for what? Like, literally, we live in a day and age where the internet is so accessible and we cannot sit two people down and just say, what the fuck do you it's actually going to do? Like, I, mean, I mean, seriously, like, immoral. I mean, we have, we have, you could do it way cheaper and all that money could go to our, our debt or to a other, another country or to whatever we want to do to our healthcare system, anything. And we are spending money. You're right. It's just sports. I, I bet the Super yes, Bowl costs less, but it's just, it's just, it's just some kind of it's intellectual sports or it's voyeuristic thing to watch. And one candidate you get to love, one candidate you get to hate. And it's fifty fifty, right? Like we come down on like we're divided in half. So what you could have done the same thing with a sample size of like two thousand people. If you picked them carefully, you could have achieved the same 100%. result of oh, guess what? People are divided about fifty fifty on this bullshit. The reason right. it's fifty fifty, however, this is where it starts to get really fucked up, is it's a two party system. And so the bad policy that all the policies are driven by to get the votes. So it's no surprise yeah. that the country's 50-50, or as people like to say, divided, almost violently so at this point. They, The politicians and the platforms and the parties conform to cover whatever ground the other people are not getting. It, it's going to always be 50-50. Otherwise, they would change their policies. They're, they're not right. principled. The the the, the you can see that because who's who's into the FBI now? Yep. Who's into the other thing now? Who thinks this is bad now? The parties right. will change their points of view unlimited in order to get more of the electorate. So it's always going to be 50-50 in the country. Yep. It's always going to be. That's how it works. Well, That's how well, the parties yep. get the way they are. It's not because they're principal people. And so then you get into these policies that they hold, which are garbage i mean you have these all these what i call them one-way policies like being tough on crime we have a horrible justice system because nobody can run it doesn't matter on either party about being loose on crime 
So it's just yeah. a matter of who's tougher on crime because tough on crime sounds good. It will get votes. There's really no right. good way to oppose that. Therefore, it's this one-way system that creates a bad problem, and it's directly the fault of voting and politics that we have an overdone criminal justice system because it simply plays into human psychology. I think one the things the with marijuana things help, is that yeah. way. Minimum wage is one, that way. It's just easier to sound good and get votes. And so you're always going to have those those kinds of things. Right. One, one of the big... One of the biggest things I think that helped Trump was he was just a one-liner guy, right. drain the swamp, right. and you just remember, you know, uh, that'll get votes. Crooked, so crooked Hillary or whatever. So, it, so it's a popularity contest way more than you actually believe mm-hmm. in his policies. That's you right. Don't think nobody thought that Hillary and and Trump's policies were amazing. It's just nope. tried to stop the other person, right? That, that's right. it. It's it, driven it by hate. The other person. It's driven by hate and envy and all those negative things that are not the path totally. forward for human flourishing. Right. We got anybody should be able to see that. So right. I think that it's also the money. If you think about it this way, whoever has the most money wins. Look that stat up. I don't have it, but it's statistically pretty much that's it. The candidate with more money wins. Great. Oh, what a okay. Good. What that has nothing to do with principles right. or beliefs or what we want to do. It's just whoever has the most money is going to win. The, the system's going to equalize itself. It's got bad incentives there. Now, where I think you're actually, and some of these things, I really think maybe it's. It seems like it may be wrong to vote. I think there's another reason. I'm not claiming that's true. Anybody's totally fine to do whatever they want. I'm not that strong on this. Other than this is just my impulses, how they bubble up. And if I think more about it, I feel even more strongly about them. So I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but I believe there's a false sense of satisfaction that comes with voting that is extremely dangerous. And it's the same one where you tithe to your church and you give 10% so you don't have to think about anything else. You feel good. They're going to handle it. That is not the Christian message of helping people is make sure you give some mega church 10% and be there for an hour and wipe your hands and walk out and you're good. You've done your part. That's false satisfaction. That money doesn't get spent well. Your your vote is supporting something that isn't great and it doesn't, it's not really helping anybody. It's like empty calories that fill you up. Like I've done my part. Right. I'm a voter. I wore the pen. I, t- I mean, you didn't do anything in my, in my view when you vote. You did not accomplish much at all, but you feel like a morally superior person and all you've done is fill up on empty calories, and now you can't even go eat a nutritious meal. I'm not saying some voters don't aren't very civically minded and charitably minded and really care and do other things, but most people go, you know what? I voted. Pat yourself on the back. I that I don't think of that. And so when I look at all of it, it seems more like a violation of my conscience and principles to participate, because. I think that is true as a reasonably informed person. I don't feel informed whatsoever. I don't know what's right or wrong about the trade policy. I just don't know. I mean, I could kind of know, and I can try to listen to people that I think know, but if you know anything about the media and anything now, I, I don't know who to listen to. I mean, I can try, and I do try, but once you once you vote, I believe you've kind of kicked off this uh, – I feel like you've kicked yourself off into a little bit of confirmation bias. Now that you've picked a team, now you're more likely to reinforce your, you know, like that almost puts you in a, in a disadvantaged spot because you've chosen a team. You know what I mean? Yep. I think that already puts you in the thing. And then it's gross because obviously the government grows. Obviously I'm not for larger government. I think it does too much. I don't think that's an unreasonable position, but how could anybody argue the fact that the government now is the largest and most powerful organization of ever 
in anything in the whole world ever. Is that not the case? I mean, it's the U.S. government is the biggest thing ever, biggest, strongest, most powerful thing ever. Does that sound like a good thing to give more power to? It just, it, there has to be a way to kind of conscious, conscientiously oppose it without, you know, without being completely subversive or anything. Like I, I pay my taxes. I support it. I think most of the people that are politicians aren't pure evil. I think Obama's pretty cool. Like I get it, but I don't think that's a good world. And I don't think it's wrong to not directly support it or engage in it or give people th- that sense that that is what we ought to be, how we ought to be doing it. Toby, you I there? Think one, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally here. One thing that I think was really interesting, you were talking about sides and 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting while you were talking, I was looking this up. and Oh, you're eating. I was I talking to that now. <laughs> do what? Nothing. Go ahead. Um, and so the popular vote, for the last last election was Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, sixty five million eight hundred fifty three thousand five hundred fourteen to Donald Trump sixty two million nine hundred nine hundred eighty four thousand eight hundred twenty eight. Meaning there, you gotta be kidding me. What are you doing right now? What's Joey's the on the phone or something? Yeah, this phone's ringing unbelievable. Oh, it's in the microphone? Yeah. It's, it's no, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm no, doing no, no. what seems like a un- monologue now because you leave and are talking on the phone during the podcast. It affects jo- things. Joey's talking on the phone. What if you're happens? on a Something phone call, please leave the podcast. Find our daughter. I'm go find her. Track down our yeah, daughter. go find her. Go ahead. Okay. Don't, you don't even have to see I'm, her. I'm, I'm on the... I'm, I know, but you're ringing the phone in the mic. I didn't, I didn't mean to be doing that. I know. So what we're saying is feel free to walk away from the microphone. I got you. I got you. I know, but... Yeah, I can oh. still hear it. Just walk away. Get out of the room. <laughs> okay. That'll be helpful to me doing I hope, the I hope everything is okay. Yeah, we hope yeah. everything's okay, for sure. But anyway, what I was saying was there's three million, three million difference, which is not really that much. It was almost half, right? But mm-hmm. notice those numbers. 65 million and 62 million. You know what that adds up to? 100 How million. How many? 120-something million, mm-hmm. right? How many people are in America? 300 million. Okay, so... Half of the country didn't vote. The number was about 56 to 58% of Americans even voted, mm-hmm. meaning almost half chose not to vote. Mm-hmm. And people want to diminish that and talk really shitty about it. But that's actually saying something. I think so, too. That's a very strong statement to say, I'm not even going to do it. And I, I don't hate think when people necessarily say, it's, it's only being lazy. Yeah. I hate when I people say, oh, you don't, you're not voting. You don't care about America. If you don't vote, you don't get a say. You're shitty. You're all this. No. My not doing it is a, an indictment on how stupid and silly the system is, and it's a joke. And even the half that did vote, it's still split half right down the middle. Right. It's still half down the middle. Right. So, and that's why you're meaning, getting the dumb games about right. suppression and gerrymandering right. and who's doing what and who who rocks the vote and what Hollywood says. Oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like you care. You just want more for your side or whatever. At least I, admit I, I it. Promise, I, I wrote this back in 2016. I said, if everybody would just not vote today, if you wouldn't vote today, that would be the strongest statement Americans have made in decades, if not a century or whatever. It would be unbelievable if everybody said no. Fuck you. You gave us the two worst candidates maybe ever in the history of all elections in America, and we are not going to stand for it. That means something. I'll stand there. 
I would I would take that challenge, yeah. but it is ridiculous to say I'm a dummy for not voting for Trump or Hillary right. or anybody for that matter right. because it's all a game. And, I don't care. Let, I don't care right. about the game. Yeah, lest anybody lest anybody want to think you know you don't understand we're trying to stop fascism or whatever. I hate Donald Trump. I think he's a clown, terrible, terrible person. Right. I think I think it's a shame, an actual shame that he is the president. And I right. really liked Obama. As a person, but I don't know. I mean, not enough to like, I don't really, I don't care in that regard, but it's not that I'm pro one side or the other or something. I, I really right. am, avoid avoid all that because I, I really think that the boundaries of politics slipping into everyday life is a really dangerous, bad thing. This is how we got Trump, who I wish was not president. Right. So you wish you would vote? No, it wouldn't have mattered if I vote. We go back to the beginning. If had I voted, I think outcome would have been the same. But I wish Trump was not the president. I feel a liability there that I don't think is good. Now, this thing is on the rails to simply get more of that. The more we think that right. football is political and right. who, wh- where, where you get your <laughs> coffee or chicken sandwiches is political, the more we go there, the more you get this shit. Yep. And so now, we'll, what do you? Th- I mean, we're probably going to see more dumbass. Do you say Merry non-policy Christmas? Non-policy focused celebrities on, on the map, left and right, coming our way because right. you know why? Because it gets dummies, eyeballs, and votes and money. So no, I, I, I say no. I say I've always been very quiet, quietly politically, relatively quietly politically agnostic. Now I would tell you, I'd, I'd like for you to not vote. Really, I mean, maybe yeah. if I could convince you of that, I think maybe I've done my civic duty and that might be totally diluted maybe i don't understand the constitution or whatever i don't know but that is what i feel this is a destructive force we are being destroyed by this we're being hurt by this and i think most americans know that or feel that you're being hurt you're you've lost friendships this year no if you care about politics have you lost friendships this year yes for what for what Right. I mean, it just, it, it, you know, I, I just don't, it seems like we're going down the wrong path because I have principles and morals and a conscience. Not, I'm just being stupid. I, I really feel that way. And I, of course, think that, you know, I retain the ability to complain. But people will say that, like you said before, if you don't vote, you can't complain. No, I think the opposite is true. I think yeah. my voice matters more. I think my actions matter more. I, you've deferred your opinion to some representative, this bullshit. So you right. you did your thing. You gave your support to somebody else. I'll retain mine. I'll retain my voice right over here. I'll tell you what I think is right and wrong about abortion or economic policy as, as far as I can understand it or a, a religious freedom. When it comes to me, I will tell you what I think, and I believe that is worth more than my vote. So I yeah. take my opinions very seriously, and I largely try to keep them to be non-political, not political. It's not better that more things are political. My opinions and my protests are mine, and I will voice them. And that's what we want to do. We w- More people can make more of a difference talking reasonably to each other. Yeah. Not out pay- paying to squash the people you hate more. That's not the right. system. I mean, that's not a good system. If it is, okay, I would like to work on thinking about a new one. Where, yeah, I mean, I, there might be some kind of political party that I could align with, but I'm not libertarian. I've never been to a libertarian website. I don't, I mean, probably. So it's not that. I believe that there's something to do with the cognitive illusions and biases when you pick a team that clouds your thinking from that point on. 
I'm retain, remaining impartial so that I can call balls and strikes when I see them. I value that. It matters yeah. to me. And I don't have any investment on some team, so I'm not going to continually follow farther and farther stuff and echo chamber and, and you know, confirmation bias. And I know there's some of that just from being in this world and talking yeah. to y'all because you seem to agree with me. But I'm trying to remain objective and use my voice publicly on whatever issue I do believe that I think about and care about, not defer it to a either or. So is, right. is it really that crazy well, not to vote? Well, two things that stand out to me. One, I do want to clarify. So six, $6.5 billion was spent, 2.4 on the presidential, and $4 billion or so went to congressional races, mm-hmm. meaning unbelievable amounts of money went to uh, trying to make people look cool in very short <laughs> statements mm-hmm. and not actually learning anything real about them at all. Oh, do you know like, the congressional approval billions. rate is below 50%? That means most yeah. they spent $4 billion on just the Congress, and most people are dissatisfied with that. Right, right. And now, uh, I mean, th- just think about the money, uh, all that. If you could just sit people down and have just a real conversation, we might could actually elect somebody that is saying something or doing something. But the problem is there's so much money when you're talking about billions of dollars, you're not going to get anything real. It's all crafted, careful, safe, 100%. The other the other thing is people that don't vote, vote are almost just as normal as people that do is percentage-wise. So it ain't it ain't this crazy thing. People are disillusioned, dissatisfied, unhappy, thinks it's a joke and it doesn't matter what they say because they aren't really a part of the government. And so you feel pushed out and that's the way I feel. I feel like what who cares if I vote every single time? It doesn't matter. And so, some people say, get out and vote. But don't, but they don't mean it unless you're voting for the person they want you to vote for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, nobody really want, nobody right. wanted anybody to get out, get out and vote for Trump. Nobody wanted that. All the voting stuff. I mean, Dan Koch proselytized people and tried as hard as anybody. I, I really think it's pretty respectable. Spent his own money to try and not get Trump elected. And it didn't matter. It w- he would have been way better sending his money to a third world country. And yeah, anything. How, and, and how can you, how can I honestly know? I mean, I care. I'm trying. I'm a shitty person, but I at least am trying. How can I put my name to Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? How in the world can you ask me to go, I endorse this person? Fuck you. No way. No way. Not going to do that. You cannot ask me to endorse somebody, take my time from whatever, my job or well, my family or whatever it might be, and I'm supposed to endorse Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or some uh, uh, congressman that I don't know who, how many millions of dollars some company paid him or is paying him on the table or whatever it might be. It's a joke. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I'm almost part of the majority. It's, it, it's going to maybe even get crazier unless something happens. And, and that's what my biggest fear is. I think Donald Trump is an example of who we actually deserve. We've, yeah, so. get, we've gotten it so crazy. But my biggest fear is that it's going to swing because it swung so crazy this way. It'll swing another way that just keeps the system intact. That's right. what I don't want. I cannot stand another system person. I just cannot stand it. I don't want another system person. It's really, really dumb. Now, also, Matt, I don't want to hijack this, but what other comments do you have? Because I, I got something I want to say real quick. No, that take it away. Okay. In real I time, rest my just, case. Well, in real time, just now, it's crazy. I, uh, on my phone, I, y'all, maybe y'all heard it or not. Joey's phone was ringing, and he said they couldn't find their daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Joey texts me, and he does a screenshot, and this is what I read. Uh, 
He writes, can't talk, all okay. And this is between him and Priscilla. Priscilla writes, can't find Gwenny. She didn't come in, did she? Uh, she wasn't on bus at Mom's. She wasn't at the stop unless she walked home. I'm going to the to the tennis bus stop. She's going to another bus stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're asking, can they call the school or anything? And I'm like, and so I read this, and I immediately get weak. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I had a physical reaction going, fuck. No, wait. Because... Everything in me says Gwenny is fine. Right. Mm-hmm. This it, uh, I'm 99% sure Gwenny is fine. Yep. But there is a 1% that is overwhelming that literally caused my legs to get weak. Yeah. When I finally read the text, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You don't know where your daughter is. Right. And something terrible. It, it, 1% chance, maybe even less than that, oh, that I yeah. think. But and, and luckily, let's give everybody a, a little break. I think she, everybody can tell she got at on this the, point. She got on the wrong bus, right? But but here, I mean, he, to like, I I actually did not panic. I took it serious, but I didn't panic. But I was on the phone. I called the school and I said, "Look, there's only one more bus that she can be on. I can't get in touch with the buses." And she said, "Well, what bus do you think that she's on? I can radio them." And she said, "Let me put you on hold." When she put me on hold, I literally thought, Ugh. "What do I do?" If they said no, she's not on that one. I know. Uh, I would have gotten in my car and drove somewhere. Right. Yep. I mean, you started looking. I, I seriously thought I'm How not going to be Gwen? able to handle. Uh, she is nine. nine. Mm-hmm. No, ten. 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 Yeah, she's yeah, ten. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing track of my kids' ages. But yeah, I mean, everything in me was just like, I mean, how. How impossible is she? She leaves the school building with a mass of students. Right. She gets on one bus, whether right. it's the right one or the wrong one. She's not going to get off at a bus stop that she doesn't right. know what to do. So it's almost no chance. Right. But like you said, that chance. And, and what? And that's what's tricky about being a parent too is if you camp out on that tiny chance, then you're probably not a good parent because you're right. you got them on lockdown. You don't let them have a leash. You know you you. You're too protective, yeah. and and I mean that's not good. But then I understand why parents do that because yep. it's just like, well, I don't want to take a chance. Well, it's, the, I understand why parents do it because it hurts so bad. I just yeah. it's not my daughter, right? I'm almost certain nothing's happened, and I hate the way I feel. Right? Yep. I fucking hate it. I'm I'm like no, no, no. I mean, here, and, and this even goes broader. I mean, we're talking about. What we're saying, and the, the the idea here, and this is what really is crazy, we're saying something could have happened to your daughter, and we're probably thinking, the, when you think of the worst case scenario, you think of a man doing something bad mm-hmm. to your kid. And I'm just like, oh, oh, wait a minute. There's so much in that. Like, mm-hmm. the fear that I have of a man hurting my family. Like I actually have that fear now. Oh yeah, we talked about it on a, on a bonus episode with Reva about the idea of men and the the way that they uh, compliment women or whatever it might be. If you're not in the BC club, join it because that was a good damn episode. <laughs> but um, nice plug there. Uh, seriously, we do some killer bonus episodes, and, and they are starting. And, to and I actually really fun. appreciated Reva's response, and it, it actually opened something up to me because uh, I was kind of making a joke. If a if a lady said a nice compliment to me, even if it was kind of creepy. I have no fear, but I I have extreme fear of men in my daughter's life and in my son's life, in my wife's life. I, I have, I, I will call it extreme. Yep. Like Jess sometimes goes and runs at night and I'm like, yep. oh, she's not back yet. She's not back yet. Wait, she's not back yet. You know, I same irrational fear 
the other day, uh, Justin, they, they went to the gym and then they were supposed to be back at 11. And all of a sudden I look up the clock and it's 1230. Yeah. And I, I went, everything's fine. But I was like, Hey, where the, where are you? And she didn't write back. And then I wrote, where the hell are you? Yeah. I had <laughs> the like, same oh, thing. Oh, we went yeah. to Costco. And I was Everybody like, Everybody but does. I thought I, didn't, I would net my brain doesn't go to Costco. My brain goes to accident. They're dead. Right. Well, imagine 20 years ago so when awful. you couldn't even text oh, her. I know. You just had to have I your know. fingers crossed, man. I, I, I would suggest I mean, there, something a, can be worth. I actually think there's a, di- a difference there that's worth uh, thinking about in the fact that you can get communication. Um, well, first of all, the the book that I just read, The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt, uh, please, just please read it. Please, 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 if you have kids, read it. Um, it's terrific. Uh, and he's a very, very respectable guy. It's nothing crazy. But... Uh, and there's a website that I... It's called I, what now? Cognitive the Coddling what? of the American Mind. Um, but he goes into something called safetyism a lot in there and how it's contributing to harm. But uh, And then there's a website called letgrow.org that I think is very, very useful to counter some of the stuff. But basically, and he's a he does, you know, he's a researcher and psychology and all kind of stuff like that. But you know that there's nothing mathematically that would change your mind there. Like I can tell you what the stats are on the likelihood of Gwenny being gone there just because I've written a book. Um, they're, it's, it, you wouldn't believe how unrisky abdu- child abduction is just not, it just so is not, but it, but it doesn't matter. Right. Like you can't, it does, if I tell you there's a one chance in a billion, you still feel basically the same way. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, you know, right. like you just had to realize because that it's your child. You know, it's a right. game changer. You're just yeah, like, but, why I can't take that chance. Yeah, but you take a way bigger chance every day sending her in the car to sure, but way bigger yeah. chance on her life being ended every single day. You make it voluntarily over and over and over and over again. And it's a factor of many, many times over how dangerous riding a car versus the abduction. I think the abduction is less than four or six hundred like a year out of out of a, like a hundred like 80 million children like it's nothing it doesn't even happen it's the crime rate and the abduction rate it's almost it, of course it's always uh it, it ones that aren't like the the dad taking them you know which is every amber alert and everything else but um there's not kids getting lifted off the playground i mean it's just not really happening kind of thing that doesn't mean zero but statistically it's just one of the lowest risk things possible even if they're walking home or you know all that stuff but it doesn't change the fact that you cannot help but feel that way so that is crazy, but I think when you're talking about the texting, uh, I've been in that situation before. I'm like, if I text Bridget because I'm worried about her, she's out late with her friends. I think she's probably been killed in a ditch. If I don't text her, or if I couldn't text her, I would just go, okay, it's late. But the fact that I do text her and then don't get the response, you know, that goes to another level immediately, right? Like that, uh, the fact that you expect so much. You used to just go, I don't know where my kids are. I'll see them at supper time when they're 10, right? Right. So you didn't, you weren't worried about them when you couldn't get in touch with them. Now you, you're more connected, more hovering, more overprotective, way more worried when you can't for five right. minutes get in touch with them. Your anxiety is through the roof. And also, you used to have 12 of them, and now you got right. two. But I mean, <laughs> you know what so I mean? the more connectivity and the more hyper surveillance is not really, you know, the answer here. It, it, it you know, that's it, you're, it's something. That makes a lot of sense. I think you're probably right about that. Like the, the being more connected, the hel- helicopter parents or whatever it might be, it, it's not helping them and it's not helping us. Right. I hate like, the anxiety. I mean, if this was 10 years ago, this would have not, <laughs> te- Priscilla wouldn't have texted Joey. Joey wouldn't have got right. on the phone. Joey wouldn't have got up. You wouldn't have radioed it. Nope. Nothing. You just right. would have seen Gwenny later today. No. 
You're right. And you wouldn't right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, you're exactly right. My dad, <laughs> my dad <laughs> would have said, oh, you rode the other bus. Walk your ass home. Now, hey, not entirely true. Let me tell you all an embarrassing story. When I was engaged with, uh, with Priscilla and she was living in Southern California, I called, like, so basically she got home pretty much the same time every day she was with AmeriCorps. And I forgot uh, that she said that she was going to be spending the night at somebody else's house. And I totally forgot her telling me that. So one night I was calling her on and on and on. And I mean, just one time after the other up until the night. And finally, I was just like, I can't, she, she would have told me if she was not going to be here. Cause we talk every night and sure enough, she did tell me, but I just forgot, dude, I called, the AmeriCorps in Southern Cal, where uh, I think it was in uh, Riverside County. I mean, I called her parents. Like, I just started a huge fire of worry because uh, I was just like, I got to track her down. I got to make sure she's okay and everything. Right. So I did that. It didn't work out that well. I did cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, her parents yeah. were worried sick. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, when Joe was on the phone, we made fun of him for that. I was, uh, you know, I, I, when he said that looking for his daughter, it made me agitated in my mind. So I was nervous through that whole last spiel. I was trying to talk to Toby about voting or whatever, but I forgot all that. So y'all vote if you want to. I don't care. Just hope your kids are safe. No, yeah. <laughs> voting doesn't matter. It, it, Who cares and, about voting? Hug your voting kids. Voting doesn't matter. And, and, and trying to take care of your kids doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, but here. Here's a here's another They're both I mean, fear driven another, thing. So you get that's right. true. You're hijacked by both is the is is a theme, a thread. Matt, I would like to know a statistic on this because here's another one that I'm battling is a, a friend of me and Toby's his niece, uh, his nephew two years ago was just out in the neighborhood riding a bike, got hit by a car, right. dead. So his nephew was just outside riding a bike and got killed. My boys. They ride outside all the time. Right. And there's a part of me that's just like, should I be more careful? Right. But I'm like, I can't. I, they got to be boys. Right. They have to be able to ride their bikes. Well, and so I, you know, I guess that's just a risk you have to take if you're going to be a parent. You got to let go. I, I mean, they're going to drive cars. Yes, I'll say something about that. I've thought about that, too. I am. I take more chances than my wife. And I. this sounds, gosh, I don't even want to say this. I have a real fear that I will allow my kids to take a chance and something bad will happen and it'll destroy our life. Yeah. Does that oh, yeah. sound, does that make sense? Like, 100%. I, like yeah. I will allow Ike to do something on his bike that Jess doesn't, wouldn't allow or wouldn't want to allow. And it depends on the degree he gets of hurt. About. He gets hurt really bad or hit by a car and it destroys everything in our trust and life and everything. Yeah. Like and, that, it, that, and it might. But that's that is true though. That is possible. So, what are you willing so to do? So that's what I'm saying though. That, to, to so then I just that. I end up going. Ah, y'all, you know, y'all stay here. Don't do that jump. Don't do this thing. Like it, it ends up stealing a little bit of what I think could be cool. And Not sometimes cool, I like the, for the, the other kids. day I pushed past it. Ike was going super fast down the hill in front of our house, <laughs> and I just said I have to let him. I have to let him. I have to let him. And he's and one of the reasons why is because in front of our our driveway we have two big brick in, like uh, entrance way. I don't know. It has lamps and stuff on it anyway. And he was going so close to it, and I was like, he's going to hit this damn brick. Uh, what do you what do you call that? It's, who, what who do cares? you call the the thing at the in, entrance of your driveway? You know what I'm talking about? Like it, it's yeah. a little. 
brick know. thing with lamps on it at the entrance <laughs> of my driveway. What the hell do you call it? What? There has to be a name for that, I don't right? know. It sounds like some fancy-ass shit. Yeah, oh, man, I'm rich as hell and then that fucking uh, Franklin, Tennessee. But I was like, he gets so close to it, and then when he tries – and then when he even when he pulls in our driveway, he's going so fast, he's either going to hit our car or our fence. And I was like – and I just had to force myself to not say, stop, Ike, stop, stop. And he was so happy. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, was he happy. And then when he would hit the brakes, he would slide a little bit, and he'd look at me and goes, Do you, did you see that? Right, right. And right, I went, right. yes, I saw that. It was well, awesome. Yeah, I'd highly recommend reading the book, but the big quote from the book, or a big one in there, is that – The Bible. You know, yeah, it comes from – I don't know who it comes from, but it's prepare the child for the road, not prepare the road for the child. You know, you got to get them – they've got to learn how right. to deal with things and danger and understand it and overcome it and all those things. For me personally – if it's something that risks their life, I mean, you know, that's something or, or you know, but I think of it like this, broken arm, broken leg, that's that's on the table for me. Like, I, I, it wouldn't be reason enough to say they could break their arm doing this activity to be a no. I can right. accept if my kid has a very aggressive, when my kid does, um, I, I think of it as broken arm is, uh, that, that's not the level I'm going to intervene. I'm not, I hope they don't break their arm. But th- right. activities like climbing to the top of the play structure on the playground, I can deal with one broken arm in her life if it means that she's going to aggressively know how to handle her body and her body in situations and test limits and all that kind of stuff. Like maybe she breaks her arm. Okay. I also think people that are more aggressive and have a lot more experience are way less likely to actually break their you know bones. Yeah. And well, they're good at falling and stuff like that. But that's yeah. definitely something you. It's there's a lot of research that supports you. You know, the more <laughs> the more overprotective and safety concerned you are, it can be a real detriment to your kid. But yeah, it can be. But also, Ike's already broken his arm. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. His arm has been broken, and that's okay. It is okay, and I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the way it made me feel. I hate the way it made right. me interact with him. I hated everything about it. That's what, yep. but that you was what yep. was really sucky. Yep. I can't take it back. And I'm glad. But if uh, and, and it was just a goofball accident at the mall. Mm-hmm. That's what really destroys me. It was just some mall accident, mall playground in the middle of the mall, and Ike broke his arm. You can go back and listen. And I you didn't. it, it didn't past, cause but. you to get divorced. No, it didn't cause me to get divorced, but it caused me to... Uh, Not go to the mall ever again. I, you know what was funny? Ike was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go back there. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's okay. we don't have to. <laughs> that's fair enough. We don't have to. We don't have, it's a cool playground even, but yeah, we don't have to, Ike. So. That's anyway, great. It, it, well, so, so we, the, the damn news today is local uh, 10-year-old found safe. Found safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pleasant ending to today's story, yeah. Toby. Yeah. Hey, let me uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about what's going on with the club. Toby had already mentioned that we are, are cranking out some pretty cool episodes, cranking but it out. but can can we let them know the the big deal with uh, conference cut? Would that be relevant oh, yeah. when this it. episode is released? I mean, basically, if you join the club, you get a fifty dollar discount. From the conference, Good and is God. is there no strings attached, or do we have some accountability? I think you there? have to stay in the club until you can't, the conference. You can't join one time and then leave or whatever. So you have to stay what three months through February. Through, through February. February, the conference February. is February fifteenth in Dallas, BC Con. Uh, a bunch yeah. of details coming up right now. We've already sold a ton of tickets to the 
people in the BC club, but there are still some available. We'll open up to the public soon. But if you join the club now, you definitely have the opportunity to buy them first. And you can join the club for as little as $7. Joe, you got any people that have joined the club recently and may have taken advantage of such a discount? Yeah. Is, is there anybody that would like – don't join the club just to get a deal on the conference. Come to the conference no matter what. It is awesome. I was telling somebody last night, I the first conference we've ever done – I mean, I, I can't even believe that I've been a part of a conference, and <laughs> it was the Bad funny. Christian Conference. The BC it's kind of Con. a slap in the face but to conferences that like we so pulled too. one off, and it no, was no, good. But, but, but it was. I, I mean, I am not exaggerating. I'm not overstating. It was life changing for me. I, I mean, I I couldn't believe it. I just thought this collective of people that are here, and the speakers, and the moment, and the music, and everything about it. I was like, oh, this is what I've dreamed about and, and to get to be a part of it. Like, I don't even think of myself as a leader in it. I think of myself as I got to be a part of that. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, let me do something yep. that we yep. don't absolutely. typically do. And that is, I'm going to share a quote from a recent club member. They wish to be anonymous, but they said that I could let you guys know. They said, listening to them and getting to know everyone on the show that way, that's what I really enjoy from the show. It's like a friend I have no responsibility to share anything with ever, always by my side. I thought I spend 50 bucks a month on much more frivolous things. It's the least I could do for the amount of good it's brought me lately. It's what I would honestly pay if the podcast weren't for free. Wow. That is from a recent clever. We really do appreciate those words. That's pretty cool. Barack Obama, and, just say it. <laughs> uh, so these folks, we will not keep anonymous because it's part of your perk to be read on the show. Heck and yeah. that, you guys just joined recently, and we thank you. And that's Kristen, um, my damn 41-year-old eyes, Walbach, Samuel Peak, Leighton Lowen, Ron Bell, Tobias Gibson, Love Trevor Fisher, Matthew S. Trent, Karen Simpson, John Matthew Hall, Carrie Ann Bowden, Chris McFarland, Trevor Polk, Jennifer Carter, Christopher Agwu, Matthew Carlson, Jared Moore, Caleb Coffee, Michelle Stone. Struggle with that one. <laughs> well, I just couldn't see it. Michelle Stone, Mason Moses, and Josiah Lair. Mason Moses. I'm Toby, you got any person. information on those folks? Did God lay anything on your heart? Yep. Anything. God laid. <laughs> what? God laid. <laughs> <laughs>